The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome to a special Saturday edition of In The Corner here on SJP World Media. I hope you're having a good day, had a good day so far. Tonight is Extreme Rules. Very much looking forward to it for a change, I'm not going to lie. A lot of hype around this event. Could be a stellar night for a... uh, for a certain white rabbit, whoever that may be, obviously we're all thinking who we who we want it to be. Uh, if you missed yesterday's show for some reason, um, not yesterday's show, Thursday's show, <laughs> um, me and Tyler uh, went through our uh, Extreme Rules predictions. We uh, put our results in, what we think is going to happen. We maybe mentioned a few things that we would like to happen uh, and also... Um, well, basically, we talked a lot of wrestling uh, beforehand. It's a great episode. I loved having Tyler on, and um, he will. will well, he's going to be on for the review show for Extreme Rules, which got to sort out when, hopefully soon. But obviously, Extreme Rules is happening tonight on the WWE Network over in the UK. Um, I think it's like five Eastern, eight PM Pacific, or something like that. So it's about probably the pre-show starts at uh, midnight, like normal, um, and I can't. Uh, really go any further into it uh, until uh, I got I got to talk about this first to be totally honest with you I've been sat here making my notes uh, just finished watching Smackdown um, I had a big big smile on my face ladies and gents when Smackdown started this week Triple H was already in the ring uh, great ovation and it just you know what as cheesy and as fanboy as this may sound it was really cool to see him in the ring um Obviously, we're going to see him on Monday uh, for the Raw, uh, so Raw's premiere season, uh, season premiere, sorry, and obviously the DX um, anniversary. So if you haven't watched WWE for a while and you haven't, uh, but I, I think I feel like you need to watch Extreme Rules tonight, ladies and gents, or at least, or at least uh, on delay tomorrow morning over here in the UK on the WWE Network because I feel like it's going to be an absolute great night. But if anything else, try and tune into Raw on Monday. DX 25-year anniversary edition, uh, well, 25th anniversary edition, 25th anniversary of DX, sorry. Um, Looking forward to that, quite exciting. But Triple H opened the show on SmackDown to hear that uh, King of Kings music. Um, We didn't get to see a lot of him very, um, really. But um, the ovation that he did get and, you know, just it was just so cool to see him in the ring. I'm fanboying out a little bit here. I'm not going to lie, but it was so cool to see him in the ring. Um, uh, Triple H basically opens the show. You know, welcome to Fox. Welcome to the season premiere of SmackDown. And as he's hold- and he's saying all this, he makes a comment about just when you think it's all over, it's just a new beginning. Which I think he's referring to the fact that he is now obviously there was a stage where we looked like we probably wouldn't see Triple H again, um, and now obviously he is. Head of creative of WWE, it's no secret, uh, especially if you listen to this show and any other wrestling outlet uh, elsewhere. 
Uh, but obviously keep it locked here to SJP World Media. There's my plug. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it's so cool to see him. I, I'm nerding out big time. But he had a QR code on his microphone, ladies and gents, which um, you kind of heard at the top of the show here. It was the Let Me In stuff. And it's basically a video of the old school Three Little Pigs with a wolf in there. Let me in, let me in. Um, as I've already said, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the Extreme Rules predictions. But I'm going to be utterly, along with a lot of people, ladies and gents, disappointed if this is not Bray Wyatt in some shape or form. I truly believe they'll lead us down a different path and it'll seem like it isn't and then it will be. Uh, I really hope it does. Uh, I will be watching live tonight uh, as you listen to, well, it's Saturday, so, you know, I will be listening live. Um, So, yeah, obviously normally I would do this show on a Sunday for SmackDown. But because it's Extreme Rules tonight, uh, I've got to get the SmackDown stuff in first. And so then we can crack on and get into the big business of Extreme Rules that's happening tonight, uh, which I've said many times. And WWE should probably, you know, I, I need a job, WWE, you know. So uh, <laughs> if you like the show, you know, I'd like a job. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, uh, but we have the uh, retro themed White Rabbit um sort of uh, these the pigs coming up with Let Me In, Let Me In, which we heard at the top of the show here. But also later on in the show, we had a video that basically shows a white rabbit in an old school 8-bit, 16-bit video game style and um, or retro, as they just say now, I guess. Um, and it basically reaches X marks the spot, which is the X in Extreme Rules. The rabbit digs down, goes down into the hole, explosions, and it says Extreme Rules has the date flash up several times. Then it ends with in a several different languages, um, feed your head. So I really hope this is Bray Wyatt. I am going to be... I don't get much negativity here on this podcast. Don't get me wrong. We moan about a few things. But I tell you what, if it's not Bray Wyatt, there's going to be some pissing moaning on the next episode uh, from my you know, my point of view. Um, I want to give a shout out quickly to all the people that have been listening. Thank you very much for the comments on the uh, Tyler show when he came on and we spoke some extreme rules. Steve-O, thank you for the comments. Uh, yes, I do. I will stand by that comment always of um, Bray Wyatt should have beaten Cena at WrestleMania 30 all those years ago. It made perfect sense with everything that happened. I think I said on the podcast, but I'll say it again here quickly. Bray Wyatt beat Cena, take a streak ended, and Daniel Bryan became world champion. That's how you'd remember that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The streak was like, oh my God, but like that would make more sense in a sense of everybody sort of moving forward. These are the guys moving forward. Not maybe so much Brock breaking the breaking the streak, but you know, Bray Wyatt was on fire back then. And it just, as per usual, I've said many times, cut the legs from underneath him every single time. But there we go. Yeah. So by the looks of it, this white rabbit is going to be revealed uh, at Extreme Rules, as we've all been predicting. Uh, some part of the show, actually, uh, Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett, we'll get into that in a moment, but Wade Barrett's now on SmackDown. Um, there's a guy sat in a white rabbit suit again behind them. And it's quite funny because nobody really pays attention to it. Not even the crowd sat next to this person. Um, they like look away or don't even acknowledge the fact there's a guy in a white rabbit suit sat right next to them. It's quite funny, actually. But it's obviously, you know, heavily marketed, QR codes and everything. So, yeah. As I've already said, it better fucking be Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my first F-bomb, I believe, unless I swore behind beforehand. But, you know, as I said, I don't make any bones. This show is uncensored. Uh, if you don't like it and I've offended you, I'm not trying to offend you, so I apologize on that. But, you know, if you're going to stay and listen to the show, I'll probably do it again without realizing. So, uh, yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I appreciate you listening. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as I just mentioned, 
there's been a new commentary sweep across the WWE TV. Um, on SmackDown, we have Michael Cole is joined by Wade Barrett. Obviously, Pat McAfee will be back after college football. Uh, Booker T will head back to the announce desk as well, uh, joining Vic Joseph at commentary uh, down there at NXT. And that's, that's cool. NXT, you know, Booker T as a commentator. He didn't, when he first started doing it, I was not a big fan uh, as much as I love Booker T as the uh, talent that he was and is. Um, but he's got better at it, definitely. Uh, and this is coming from a guy that does a podcast in his bedroom, ladies and gents. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Booker T, I, I forgot so much time for that guy. Um, can you dig it, Sagar? Yeah. Um, I tried the Spinneroonie once. So I just ended up with a slightly uh, bruised ankle from hitting the uh, coffee table. And basically carpet burns for the wrong reasons, ladies and gents. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, and then uh, for Raw, um, unfortunately, Jimmy Smith has been... Uh, has been let go. I actually quite uh, like Jimmy Smith, to be honest. He, he took a while, but he grew on me, and I did. I did like him. But um, he was on Twitter actually, uh, and he's got you know he's on SiriusXM and stuff. And he was just like you know I didn't expect this to happen. I loved it when it happened, and you know you know I didn't expect it to end either. But you know I enjoyed the ride. I'm not bitter about it because people are asking if he's okay, which is nice. But yeah, he's um he's not walking around being like bitter about it. He enjoyed his time there, and I thought he was actually quite good. Um, uh, so yeah, it's a shame, but you know they, you know, it's a whole new season, I suppose, of wrestling for for these networks. So, it, it, I suppose it pays to th- mix it up a bit. We might see Jimmy Smith down the line. I don't know, uh, but Kevin Patrick is going to be replacing uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Kevin Patrick's been uh, sort of backstage, uh, and he's going to be alongside Corey Graves. And Byron Saxton apparently is coming off commentary and will be heading backstage as a backstage interviewer, along with Kathy Kelly, who is. Uh, made a return to WWE since leaving in uh, in 2020. So a whole new announced team. There's a few others on SmackDown on NXT as well. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a new faces. As If you haven't watched this week already, there's going to be some new faces going forward on the commentary team. We'll see how they pan out. Um, I'm looking forward to Pat McAfee coming back, to be honest with you. Nothing against anybody else. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee worked together for me um, really well. I loved Corey Graves with Mauro back in NXT. I thought those two were freaking brilliant. Mauro it's such a shame he's not with the company. Um, or at least in front of the... I'm assuming he's not with the company. I haven't seen him for a while. But he was brilliant. He got that boxing sort of sport voice, which I thought worked really well for NXT takeovers and stuff. And so, yeah. But, yeah. Mauro bring him back, man. I like that guy. Um, obviously, the most legendary commentary team ever. I've got to mention him, haven't I? Now we've been talking about commentaries. JR and King. For goodness sake, you know, so for me, anyway, in terms of WWF, um, WWE, so, you know, yeah, JR's a freaking legend. King was brilliant, you know, with the uh, color commentary. So, yeah, anyway, that's a different podcast. Uh, so, SmackDown this week, um, as I said, I've literally just finished watching it. Um, overall, I actually enjoyed the show. The, the hype of the crowd was really good in Worcester, whereas on Monday Night Raw this past week, it felt like, I don't know whether the sound settings were wrong, but it felt like, felt like the crowd was very lackluster. But as me and Tyler talked about on the previous podcast, uh, the Extreme Rules predictions, um, three hours is a long time, uh, you know, and it doesn't necessarily all bad, as Tyler said, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, isn't it? Pay-per-views, you kind of set yourself up for it. So I'm hoping, you know, we we, 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 we uh, riffed on this a little bit, but we're hoping that it's maybe down the line they will change this. Uh, but, you know. It is what it is, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, after Triple H uh, opened the show, the bloodline came to the ring. Great response from the crowd. I would say, I want to say 60-40. Uh, there was definitely some boos. 
Uh, there were even more boos when uh, Logan Paul came out. Logan sucks chants and everything. Uh, what I liked about this, though, is Chicago were chanting, Logan sucks. And um, obviously, I'm talking about Logan Paul. Um, Roman said, don't worry about it. They used to do that to me as well. Now I'm one of the greatest of all time, which actually got a good pop, to be honest with you. Um, um, Logan Paul doesn't say much in this whole promo, but uh, um, Roma hands the mic off to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, you know, uses some big words and basically says it even promotes his brother's fight that's coming up. Um, and basically says, you know, we're, you're just here to get more eyes on the company. Basically, you are you are this generation's Mr. T. I don't know about that, but I understand where he's coming from. Um, uh, Jay Uso, you know, looking like his usual grumpy self. Uh, basically, you know, the whole bloodline's there, including the honorary Uso, Sami Zayn, who has been on fire lately and made everything work he's touched in the last couple of years, if not before that. Um, but basically, Logan Paul says, I just want to know who I'm actually facing at Crown Jewel, because uh, is it you, Roman, or is it? Or you know, or is it Jay the head of the table? So he's insinuating that Jay's head of the table, but then it becomes quite awkward between Jay and Roman because Jay's giving it all that, you know, shouting at Logan, saying, "Come on, I'll take you out right now." Um, Roman steps in front of Jay and like stares him down, and Jay almost cowers back into that sort of like, almost like when you tell a dog off for peeing on the carpet. Basically, is <laughs> my best way I can describe it on audio form. Um, Sami Zayn comes on the mic with a great pop from the crowd manages to calm it down and saying it's just Logan Paul trying to lay, you know, and that's all Logan Paul really says is that, and he leaves. Um, then we, uh, there was quite a good opening segment, like I said, we had Triple H in the ring and the bloodline, a good way to start off SmackDown. So the first match of the night is Sokoa versus Ricochet. Uh, good match between these two, good opening battle. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sokoa wins via pinfall after flattening Ricochet with a spinning solo. Um, he actually catches him off the top rope uh, solo and uh, hits it. It was a really good match. Um, uh, you know, and it's basically about not disrespecting the bloodline, basically. So you don't want to be doing that. Uh, otherwise, you have the enforcer solo Sokoa coming after you. Uh, and he's looking really good in the ring, actually, to be honest. It's a shame, actually, that he had to forfeit the United States Championship. Not the United States Championship, sorry. The United uh, the NXT North American Championship. United States Championship. That's probably last year's at the moment. Um talking too fast is what's going on here uh basically yeah good match i enjoyed it actually i'm enjoying solo sokoa's work at the moment it's good to see ricochet back on tv as well a lot more and uh you know the problem is at the moment if you're coming up against the bloodline you are i would say you're probably got an 80 percent chance of losing really which is uh but solo sokoa is looking really good um uh and obviously what happens with the bloodline going forward um you know it's depending on how long he's with this this is this faction together uh, it's actually quite good having these other members of the bloodline because when Roman's not there, the bloodline's still being represented. So it doesn't feel like you're missing Roman as much, if that makes any sense, uh, at least to me. Um, so, yeah, it was a good match. Um, we have uh, Hit Row uh, coming to the ring. Uh, looks like it's going to be this is the second match of the night. And uh, they enter the ring. Uh, you know, here we go. And then. Uh, Basically, all of a sudden, three guys in luchador masks start attacking them. And then, uh, basically, Zelina Vega is uh, made her WWE return. And she is teaming up with uh, Dal Fantasma and uh, Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, and Wild, uh, the group of Sod Hit Row, um, Top Dollar, and uh, Adonis and B-Fab. Um, 
And basically, yeah, put the uh, the locker room on notice. So we've got another sort of stable here that could possibly be down the line. We were talking about on Extreme Rules predictions about how Imperium versus the Bloodline could be a really good storyline. This is another group that could be, you know, really uh, starting to build that tag team division back up, really, you know, because um, with the Usos, with their current reign and everything, it could be interesting. Uh, that's pretty much that whole segment. It was uh, it was good, though. Um I was really shocked to see Zelina Vega back. Uh, she's got blonde hair now. Um, but does that give us an inkling that maybe who the White Rabbit is? Maybe it is Alistair Black. I think the only way the fans are going to like this is this either Bray White or Alistair Black, <laughs> basically, in my head. I could be completely wrong. It's just not what you think, actually. Um, at In The Corner WWE on Twitter. Um, we move on to a women's tag team match, women's division, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi. Uh, defeat Sonny Deville and Zia Lee uh, via pinfall. Zia Lee and Sonny Deville are pretty much from a makeshift, like, let's put a tag team together. Um, and uh, they won after uh, uh, via pinfall, and Rodriguez planted Deville with the uh, Texana bomb. It was really good, actually. It was, it was a good match. It was short, but it was good. Um, we also, uh, a bit later on, we have Drew McIntyre, uh, uh, basically ca- carrying Cross and Scarlett making their entrance to the ring. Really cool visual. Uh, Drew McIntyre appears behind Karrion Cross and um, basically starts attacking him, straps him. Uh, they use the straps, obviously. Their match at Extreme Rules is a strap match. Um, but unfortunately, Drew McIntyre's uh, failed in his attempt for revenge on Karrion Cross because the security basically distracted McIntyre and Cross manages to um, get the upper hand on him using the strap and whipped him. Of course, McIntyre came to the ring with no shirt on, and when you hear that on the back of. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre was like, oh god. Um, so a bit more hype for that match at Extreme Rules. Uh, strap match is going to be interesting. I always worry about it. I mean, Drew McIntyre uh, belly to bellied one of the um, uh, security guards outside the ring, and basically, yeah, I was worried the strap was going to end up stopping him or limiting him, limiting him in some way. So that's that's a worry. Uh, but it should be an interesting match at Extreme Rules. Um, uh, before we had the main events, uh, this was a cool moment. We just to nail it home after last week. Um, uh, Maxi Max Dupree uh, beat down the uh, Maxim Male Models members. Mace M A C dot E. A man soon backstage. He informed Maxine Dupree that he could no longer be something he is not, and officially reverted to um, his LA Knight moniker with a really big pop for the crowd, actually. So, and next week on SmackDown, we'll be in a match against one of the former, uh, Max, well, one of the maximum male models. So we're going to actually see LA Knight in the ring rather than this maximum male models stuff that's actually really annoying, to be totally honest with you. Um, I mean, we, it's just a case, I mean, he's LA Knight. He made a name for himself down there and obviously made a name for stuff in, uh, in Impact and stuff. So, just wanted to see that, and he just delivered it L A night, and it was the crowd loved it. So that's a good thing going forward. Uh, I would say at the moment, at least he's going to be going forward as a. At least it seems like a babyface. We'll see how long that lasts. He does look like the type to me that may might do better as a heel. But you know, he's shaken this uh, this Max Dupree uh, uh, moniker. So hopefully, yeah. I'm looking forward to his match next week and seeing what he goes as LA Knight going forward. And I think he's got a bigger future as that as than uh, Max Dupree. You know, we'll, time will tell. 
Uh, big main event on this week on SmackDown for the uh, season premiere, and it was Intercontinental Championship. Gunther defending against Sheamus. Um, and it starts off with them both in the ring. Again, a heavy-hitting match. Um, does it beat uh, Cash the Castle? Not quite, not quite. Uh, overall, hard-hitting. I love seeing these two guys fight. It's really good. I've always been a fan of Sheamus. Um, back when he was in that ECW that they did, and then when he came up to the main roster, I was I always liked his character. Uh, even though I'm supposed to hate him. Um, but um, There is a moment within the match where it looks like Gunther taps, but it doesn't really get addressed. So I don't know what was going on there. Maybe it was a mistake or maybe it's meant to lead into the story for future title matches, possibly. Um, but ultimately, you know, everybody comes out of the ring. Sheamus's buddies, the rest of Imperium come out. And... Uh, Gunther did win via pinfall after Kaiser handed Gunther the shillelagh. Gunther, but it, as I said, Gunther did appear to tap during the match, but it was not acknowledged by the referee. So I didn't take it as a tap initially, but I thought he's just, you know, when people are like, they're in pain, you know, ah, like, you know, so that's how I took it. Uh, but, you know, possibly uh, it could lead into a storyline down the line. So, but we're going to have those go. Um, those six guys going out at extreme rules tonight on the extreme, you know, in a thing in a, in the match. Sorry, so we're gonna have a six man tag. I think it's gonna be an absolute brawl. Um, to be honest with you, uh, as I said, if you want our predictions, it's on the previous show. Give that a listen, and you can see hear me and uh, Tyler talking about that. This episode is very short and sweet today. Hopefully, and um, hopefully, I've waffled not waffled too much. I hope you all have a great Saturday. I hope you have fun. And I hope you enjoy Extreme Rules tonight. And I'd love to know what you think about the show after the fact. I'm going to be tweeting during the show as much as I can. At In The Corner, WWA, WWA, WWE, <laughs> In The Corner, WWE, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you very much for the support. And I'll see you all again, uh, well, tomorrow for some more info on the old uh, WWE stuff. So see you later.